0: Much of this week in the Fast Lane, we have spent focusing on the Liberty Flames, Virginia Tech Hokies, and Virginia Cavaliers. But pivoting more specifically to the Liberty Flames, they go to Jacksonville State tomorrow. That's Jacksonville, Alabama. This is a team that now they've won two games in a row. They've looked a lot better. And yes, apparently, according to our next guest, they even have some nuisance defenders as WSET's Dave Walls is back with us once again here in the Fast Lane. Dave, I know you meant it as a compliment, but is that really the most endorsing thing of how the Liberty Flames are playing now? Is yes, they are a nuisance now to other teams, and it's reflected having won two straight games in Conference USA Play.
1: I still stand by that comment, Ed. You know, when you was, you know, we were I'm sitting on the floor and you watch Colin Porter for Liberty come into the game at a time where. Uh, The opposition had some tremendous size that was uh, having some success not only on the boards, getting second-chance points, but uh, really outmatching uh, some of the defenders down low. And here comes Colin Porter, all under six foot of him, and he is creating havoc. He's standing up there with them, forcing steals, tipping balls, making it uncomfortable to get passes, to hit that open man in the lane. And then you combine that with the play of Shiloh Robinson, who was able to uh, also get some steals and create some fast breaks. As well. I thought uh, a nuisance was a a great way to describe it because uh, the other side looked very comfortable. Porter comes in, and all of a sudden, every movement, which was so fluent and so easy. Fluid, I see. Excuse me, it's it's a Friday, uh, but everything that was so fluid and working all of a sudden became much more strained for the opposition. That's all because of how Porter and Robinson were playing. So I stand by the nuisance comment. And if you're Richie McCain, I think you look back at the video and you said, "Man, he was a great nuisance. He was a great pest." You know, he, that's exactly what you want when you're when you're a defender of his size. That's exactly the kind of havoc you want to create, and it really helps shift the momentum fully into Liberty's way for the rest of the second half.
0: WSET's Dave walls is with us here in the fast lane dave um how much of the liberty flames recent success though is also courtesy of the fact that they look like they're playing with more confidence and i know richie mckay and a lot of the players have said not much has changed the process as well but there's got to be some intrinsic value right to just literally speaking seeing the ball go through the hoop
1: you know, when you're a team that kind of lives and dies uh, by the outside shot that uh, that a lot of uh, Richard McKay's teams have done in the past, you're going to have those days where, man, the ball is just not falling for you. And, I, you know, what coaches preached all along is, you know, we do not focus on the results of the shots, but rather we focus on the quality of the shot attempts. Was the shot there? Was it a good look? Is it the look we wanted? Yes, He's willing to live with the result from there, and just there's got to be times where that ball is just not falling through, no matter what, no matter how good the shot attempt is. And we saw that early on. I think, especially that Louisiana Tech road loss, where there were a couple shots in there that you know normally are going to fall, and if they do, Liberty probably wins that game. Uh, but then uh, you're going to have times where man, everything is just uh, flowing right. So it's about staying the course and not getting too high or too low, and uh, that's something that Coach McKay has preached. And uh, right now, they're riding that high wave and and i think they're prepared even if they start to cool off a little bit to uh, continue to fight
0: dave what value is there for the liberty flames as well they're at jacksonville state tomorrow for a five o'clock tip what value do the liberty flames find in having a full week now to prepare for this trip much like jacksonville state ironically did when they came into the lbg two and a half weeks ago and upset the flames
1: you know that that extra week to kind of prepare, cool off, you know, and focus on a opponent, that, quite frankly, has uh, given them quite a battle. Even back into the a days a few years ago, you know, the series and series is tied two to two apiece. But uh, both these teams uh, very familiar with each other. A lot of the pieces on Jacksonville State have been there as well. Same for Liberty. Um, the one thing for Jacksonville State is while they've had some success, they've they have a much easier schedule than Liberty does. Does this year, so they haven't been as battle-tested as the Flames uh, have been right now. And, uh, you know, again, when you're riding that hot streak, sometimes the, the thought is, you know, oh, I, I want to push, I want to push. But I think if you take a step back, you take a deep breath, and you focus on what's been working right, I think that's the better strategy to, to continuing a hot streak. Because, you know, if you continue to try to push, push, and then suddenly things start to turn, you're not – Physically and emotionally prepared to battle back and be able to ride that wave like we were just talking about. You know, it's a little more mentally taxing if you've been pushing for that time. So, uh, this extra week to focus uh, and get right for a road trip, I think, is is just what the Flames needed.
0: It is. As WSET's Dave Walls is giving us the analysis that we need here in the fast lane, Dave, shifting away from college football or college basketball, excuse me, to high school hoops action. How big is the game tonight for the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers as they welcome in uh, arguably the best team in boys basketball in the Seminole District, Rustburg and JF, looking to snap now a two-game skid.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, very crucial game here for the end of January. I mean, we're only a few weeks away from region play beginning, and uh, Jeff Monroe's Cavaliers uh, do a lot of good things right. They're one of the stingiest defenses you'll see in the Seminole District. Opposition's only averaging around 51 points a game against them, and uh, it it shows when they've taken some teams who have hung 70 and 80 points on opposition, and then they come uh, to Forest, and they've had much less offensive success. Now, again, those two losses, to LCA and heritage. Uh certainly nothing wrong with either of those, but certainly a three game losing skid to end the month of January, certainly not what you want. But they're gonna have their hands full. Rustburg who's proven to be a team that can run and gun and run the floor, but they've also got some good outside shooting as well. And they're also a very disciplined team. Troy this is probably Troy Harris's best team uh since he's been at Russburg. I think he probably got to go back to his teams when he was at Alta Vista taking over from Mike Sharnus to find a team who's been as disciplined and as talented as this Rustburg squad is only losing to a tunstall team that until about a week ago was undefeated on the season so uh yeah they'll have their hands full but forrest has been a very friendly place for jefferson forrest and uh, it sets up to be an exciting matchup
0: it is it's one of two actually in Seminole district play for boys basketball tonight with the other being heritage against lca how even are these teams
1: um you know Heritage is a team that I still think is up and coming, despite their 10-win record so far. I think they've had some pretty solid performances. They do go through some stretches where – Uh, you know, if they don't get off to a fast start, they're kind of playing from behind a little bit, but they have the capability of taking over at any time. And same for LCA. They got off to a very slow start to start the season, but if we know anything about a Paul Redgate team, they come back and they battle hard in district play and then into the playoffs, they're not a team that anybody wants to face, let alone if you have to go to LCA. I think they're both pretty well evenly matched up. I think LCA has a little more talent on the outside, uh, shooting from behind the arc, while Heritage is definitely a, a team that can uh, battle you in the paint and also run and gun a little bit on the fast break so uh, kind of a uh, kind of an even matchup across the board but each team has their own strengths and weaknesses so this will be an exciting one as well to to watch tonight uh, to see which style kind of prevails you know you get those sometimes styles make matchups and this is, a, this is an interesting one to see who can exploit the other one
0: Dave, last one for you. Out to Vista Boys Basketball. They've been humming along for quite a while, and then they dropped the game Wednesday against William Campbell. How surprised were you by that and the urgency that that probably creates tonight against Appomattox?
1: It does create some emergency tonight. I was a little surprised, but at the same point, you know, Campbell is a team that has had, you know, while their record may not reflect it, they have uh, uh, been slowly improving. They've got some good talent there out in Naruna. You know, they had a, let's be honest, they had a really bad start to the year. I think they were one and six to start the year, but then started uh, stringing some wins together and. You know, sometimes you have one of those nights where everything falls. And you know, and Alta Vista is not a team that normally gives up eighty points in a game. And William Campbell did just that. They had that kind of perfect game to beat a team like Alta Vista, and then uh, came back the next night to beat Brookville. And now they're, uh, you know, Campbell's going to have to go on the road for a little bit. But I don't think Casey Johnson's team is going to panic at all. You know, they're a team that uh, high scoring uh, again runs it quite a bit. So sometimes maybe the defense not as sound as. as I'm sure he would like, but certainly a team that, you know, has already scored near 1,100 points on the season, you know, they're going to put up a lot of points. And traditionally, they're going to be able to slow teams down. I think, uh, you know, the only problem is, like we mentioned, the defense, two of their last three games, they've given up at least 80 points. And so they're going to have to really focus down. And I would expect to see a little chip on the shoulder if I'm Appomattox tonight. Uh, and, I, and you would think Altimus is going to try to find a way to really grind this one out and force Appomattox to really earn. Every basket. This isn't going to be a a run and gun uh, seventy five to seventy type of game. You know we're going to be talking about this tough tough defense down the stretch.
0: First to forty style game, more like that. Somebody who is always first with this insight is Dave Walls of ABC thirteen WSET. Dave, a pleasure as always for you in the fast lane, and we'll keep it locked full court press eleven fifteen this evening and more at Dave Walls WSET on Twitter and Dave Walls TV on Instagram.
1: All right, Ed, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: You as well. Dave Walls with us here in the Fast Lane. We pivot away from that to Trey and me, for whatever it's worth, making projections right now with our votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence.
1: The confidence I think that the team has. Winning makes you feel good, makes you confident
0: now here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking we're going in a little bit of a popcorn order right now women's basketball is sunday two games at noon one is on the cw that's north carolina at virginia the 20th ranked tar heels at the 9 and 10 and 1 and 7 in acc play virginia cavaliers I expect a better result from Virginia, but I don't think it's enough against North Carolina this year. Heels are pretty complete. Virginia clearly inconsistent. Virginia Tech, they're at Syracuse in women's basketball Sunday. Don't look, but Syracuse, they're 17-2. and two. Now, they have yet to play NC State. They lost at Maryland earlier this year. They did get a win at Notre Dame earlier this week, arguably the biggest win of the year. close. But the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies, I do think, prevail, especially if they show what they did last night with Georgia Amore back at health.
2: Yeah, I mean, Georgia getting looked pretty good last night. Um, and Yeah, I agree. I I think Tech, tech, you know, is the class, the ACC, along with NC State. And um, it's just, you know, this is a very competitive conference, probably top to bottom, best conference in women's basketball. It's either them or the SEC with... But the SEC really only has two dominant teams, and you know, which was a great game last night between LSU and South Carolina. And then I agree with you, North Carolina is a really good program, and uh, I I think they're they're on the upper echelon of the ACC, and you know, Virginia is still trying to get there.
0: Yes, that's where the Lady Cavaliers are. Meanwhile, in men's basketball, starting at noon tomorrow, the Virginia Cavaliers are at Louisville. Over under one twenty nine and a half point total is seven and a half. So the books basically saying they're thinking 68-61. eight sixty one. I'm taking Virginia to cover and I'm and the taking under. the under. <laughs> yep. Because who are they playing again? They're playing Louisville. Do okay. Do you trust Louisville to get to the sixty point mark against Virginia? Uh, now that they're emphasizing. L- let's put it this defense. way:
2: if if they if this game is under ten and you're against Louisville, I mean, I guess it's UVA style of play is why it's such a low point spread because they tend to play closer games because. Less possessions deemed that way, but it's yeah, it's the worst team in the conference. It's probably the worst power six team,
0: um, right? Yeah, it's the worst power six team, right? I, I think they are. They're, they're they're they have got to be inconsiderate. Yeah, maybe Michigan, the train wreck that they are, but I think Louisville's. But actually Louisville's worse.
2: Louisville literally had a game where guy didn't have the right like underwear and didn't play or whatever tights or whatever it is. So, yeah, uh, sorry, quiddy Pay.
0: I mean it's it's a real issue. Virginia wins this game, they win it comfortably and it goes under cuz Virginia controls the flow of this. I mean this this literally could be like a 62 to 35 game for Virginia. Like one of those where like they score enough and Louisville gets asphyxiated offensively. Pivoting over to men's basketball at 5 p.m., Liberty... Oh, hosting. DePaul. I forgot about DePaul. Thank you, Trey. They might be... Well, wait. DePaul's 3-16. and 16. Wait. Louisville has a better record. Ho- hold up, though. If I'm not mistaken, Trey... And DePaul fired I, their coach. Well, DePaul did fire their coach earlier this year, but guess what? DePaul beat Louisville. Oh, crap. You're right. 75-68 to 68 earlier this year. So, I mean, I know they fired their coach, but I'm going with head-to-head. Head. I think Louisville's worse. Mm, that's...
2: That's a fair point. Uh, Oklahoma State belongs in the conversation at 8-11, and 11, but... Um, they're
0: not... The, Oklahoma State is not Louisville uh,
2: Michigan is at 7-12, as mentioned. Um, and uh,
0: I got to go look at the last one. Michigan's a train wreck, and it's kind of funny that they're suspending a guy for road games only. Like, what, is he not approved for TSA boarding or something? I mean, is that where we are with it?
2: Ironically, guess what? The last team in the Pac-12 was USC with Ronnie, but they're
0: 8-11. Yes, well, and I mean... But the, the fact that Bronny that, can that, That's a debate for a different time. We're well, going to table that. Well, shout out to
2: Bronny actually playing basketball this year. Like, well, that's incredible.
0: I, I do think it's awesome because of the collapse last year and how serious that was. Think DeMar Hamlin in lesser-known basketball player world. He's actually um, contributing. Sorry. Liberty is at Jacksonville State. This is the type of game where I think Jacksonville State might actually be over-favored. I don't know what the line will be. They haven't released it. Usually these come out more likely late tonight or early tomorrow. But if if Liberty's getting anything more than a possession, so if it's three and a half Jacksonville State, i I take Liberty in a long prep spot and on the road with revenge. Meanwhile, tomorrow... I agree with you, by the way. Okay, 5 o'clock tomorrow, Georgia Tech is at Virginia Tech. Eight and a half for Virginia Tech, and 147 is the over-under. I do like this game to go over. Tech games have been rather offensive. Georgia Tech games have been rather defensive, Trey. Do you agree that this game can still go over as big of a number as that is and that Virginia Tech will cover the eight and a half? I do. So you're with me on that
1: point.
2: Yes. I I think Tech offensively has just been... You know, they've been firing on the right cylinder. Sean Badula is playing, you know, at an all ECC level, especially, you know, Luke Hancock touched on it a lot, how, how well he's played post. Uh, but this is a team that, you know, obviously they had the two losses to Virginia and Miami, but they they uh, they're going to build some momentum towards the big game on Monday against Duke
0: quick australian open update i have nothing in terms of bets to actually make on the final i think the pricing is pretty right it's a little rich for sabalinka and the women's tomorrow but she should be a big favorite and if she's at her best shinwin Jin, i just don't think is ready for it it was a real issue the last time they played um i think shinwin Jin is getting there but sabalinka is already there uh personally i know i have Ega ego futures that will not come home but i also have a little sabalinka including to win without dropping a set she has not done that so far so fingers crossed that that alone makes it a profitable u.s open good uh, luck thank you trey just
2: remember the last long-term bet you had got ruined by carson Wentz. yeah and that, know, that, that 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 brought joy to my heart no offense it, it
0: may have for you but not for me speaking of long-term bets i have the niners at two to one to win the nfc championship more on that momentarily um but the first one is chiefs against the ravens Three and a half to four and a half, depending on where you look. Obviously, shop around. 44 and a half. Trey, you get so to go first. I think the Ra- oh, no, no, no. You get to go first for the game that airs at 2 p.m. on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.
2: Okay. I think the Ravens are the best team left. Actually, I think they're the best. They've already proven they're the best team in the NFL because they, they, you know, this is the first time they play the Chiefs, but they blew out the other two teams on the other side in the NFC, in, the, in Detroit, in San Francisco. But they, it's just Patrick Mahomes. I think the Ravens win. Because ultimately, their talent, especially, I just think their talent is better. But I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. He's reached the Tom Brady level of terms of you can't bet against him. So you're giving me more than a field goal with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm going to take it. I will lean the under. I think both defenses will win out in this one.
0: You know me. I've been big on the under in Chiefs games, and I I know the quarterback play is similar to last week, but the defense of Baltimore is a lot better than the defense of the Buffalo Bills. I like the Ravens to cover. I think the Chiefs have really duct taped their way here, and it's been remarkable. And Andy Reid will never get coach of the year because he's got Mahomes, but... The offense doesn't have a lot of really good parts. I think at some point that catches up to them. The Ravens, I don't think it went in blowout fashion, but I do like them to cover at three and a half, even at four. um, And it correlates with the under of 44 and a half. You know, if you're getting 24-20, then that number pushes at four, but it also pushes or it also barely catches at under 44 and a half. Um, all the praise I heaped on the Lions in the first segment of the show, I'm throwing it out the window tray. I think the Niners, when I got them, oh no, a future at two to one odds to win the NFC, actually a little bit better, about two and a half to one odds to win the NFC. I feel good that that's going to come home. I thought their worst game of the year was last week. I got them at six and a half when the line opened up. Niners against the Lions earlier this week. It's at seven. I would still lean that. I think this might be a blowout game. I love the Lions' stories you've already heard, but you got to be real about this defense. I don't think is great for the Niners. I don't think it's great for the Lions. I know it's chalky, but I'm going Niners and over.
2: Uh, I'm going Lions to at least cover, I don't know, it seems a little Team of Destiny-ish. And I also think this, the Packers, who have a not as good of an offensive line as the Detroit Lions, were able to run the ball very effectively against the the you know San Francisco front. And I think the experience of Jared Goff, who is playing really well and has played this scheme a lot with his time in L.A., Um, I, 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 and I think the Lions have the better receiver in in this game. You know, beat up Debo, but I, I would argue Amara is the best out of you know even better than Ayuk. Tight end, I would say the Lions had the advantage, and they had the advantage at offensive line. And so um, I am taking the lines to at least cover. I might even sprinkle on the money line just for fun.
0: We disagree, which makes it fun. And I'll go uh, over as well. What does Drew Densick of Bet the Edge, the NBC Sports Podcast, think? He'll weigh in on that. And yes, we'll nerd out on a little tennis as well to wrap up the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.